This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Ryan, it's time to get back to our conversation here of previewing the Week 12 in the NFL. And uh, we'll start with this Raiders-Seahawks game. So it's up to four now. Seattle favored by four, minus 105. The total is 47.5. What are you doing in Raiders-Seahawks? So I had a play, but it's minus 165 right now. I would lean the Seahawks, man. They're 3-1 and one this season at home. They've won four of their last five games. I know they lost that game, over, uh, you know, not in this country, but to Tampa Bay, but... We talk about them every week, how much fun they are. Geno Smith, obviously, that run game. Defensively, after the first four or five weeks of the season, they were statistically one of the worst defenses in the league. They've won, they've been top five DVOA, one of the better defenses. I actually played a prop in this game, and I look right now and it's minus 165, but I played Noah Fant under three and a half grabs. He's went under four catches in seven to ten games. The only team that he's tore apart this year is the Arizona Cardinals, who are the worst team in the National Football League. We just talked about this at defending the tight end position. So he averages six catches against Atlanta, 2.5 against everybody else, I believe. I just don't see him catching four balls, uh, even against this, you know, uh, even against this defense. So I went Noah Fant under three and a half grabs. I lean Seattle. I don't want to play it at four, though. I mean, they're a great story, but I don't really want to uh, start you know, backing them anything over three, three and a half right now. That's fair. Yeah, I like the Seahawks as well, minus four and a half. They're coming off a bye week. And Las Vegas, look, the thing about Josh McDaniels, he has three wins this season. He's beaten Lovey Smith and the Texans, and he's beaten Nathaniel Hackett two yeah. times. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, this is a step up in class going against Pete Carroll. I do like the over. Benny said he liked that as well. I think that's the look in this game. I think there's going to be a ton of points. I think the Raiders are going to have a tough time stopping Seattle's offense, and I think the Raiders are going to get their fair share of points too, so the over is something I really, really like. And, you know, I'm still shocked that the spread is four. I feel like it should be five and a half, six, so that's the way I lean with Seattle in this game. That would be my play. Yeah. Next up, Ryan, we have Rams and Chiefs. The Chiefs, 16-point favorites over under 42. This thing has gone from 14 and a half to 16 uh, at the current number, what are you doing with the Rams and the Chiefs? Yeah, I can't do anything here, obviously. I mean, the Rams are a disaster this year. They're 3-7. and seven. No Matthew Stafford. No Cooper Cup. I mean, it would have to be, but I mean, are we, are we really back in the Chiefs as 16-point favorites, as double-digit favorites? What are we getting from Perkins? I mean, that's the third-string quarterback that we're starting for the Rams. Season pretty much over. You know that their defense is obviously tough, but you have to wonder what their motivation is the rest of the year now that everybody's pretty much gone. On the offensive side of the ball, they're probably not going to the playoffs, even in a rough NFC. So it would be Chiefs, like, can't even really tease them at that price. Nothing here for me 
Can't even really do it with props. Maybe like some unders, actually, because I could see this being a blowout. Maybe the Chiefs taking their foot off the gas in the second half. They played in some tough games here the last couple weeks, have some tough ones coming up, but nothing here, man. The Rams are a disaster, and this is a team that won the Super Bowl 10 months ago. I'm hoping this ticks up a little bit to 16 and a half. If it does, I'm going to take the Rams at 17, just strictly off a numbers play. You know, Bryce Perkins, we'll see how he does out there. It's just unbelievable that the Rams and the Chiefs are playing, and this is a 16 point spread from a motivation standpoint you know like it's going to be interested to see where the Chiefs are at they're coming off that big Sunday night game against the Chargers which they won but you're playing the defending Super Bowl champion so do you throw out the fact that the Rams team that you're playing sucks and you're just looking at the fact that you know this is the team that got to where you thought that you should be it's a ton of points the Chiefs are 1-4 ATS at home this season so at 16, it's a pass for me. Yeah. I'm hoping that this goes to 16 and a half, and then I might look buying it to 17, but I don't know, man. The Rams are really, really bad. No Stafford, no Cup. It's going to be tough for them to move the ball. Their O-line is awful, and then Mahomes and the offense for the Chiefs, I mean, they're probably going to be able to do whatever they want. Andy Dalton absolutely shredded the Rams last week, yeah. so it's it's tough, man. I, I don't love this game at all. I'm shocked it's gotten up to 16, but... I don't think it's going back down. I think, if anything, it's going to keep going back up. So we'll see what happens. Next game, Saints and 49ers. Obviously, Ryan, we like this game quite a bit. One of our favorites. Uh, The Saints plus 9.5. Do you like it at 9.5, or would you recommend buying it to 10? So I bought the 10. I got it. I mean, it was minus 115. What is it? Minus 125 right now. I can't get it to pull up right now. I'm actually fine with it nine and a half. And I know that Benny didn't like it, but I think the Saints could be live in this game. The Saints still have talent. They... Aren't going to the playoffs most likely, but minus one twenty for plus ten. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Minus one twenty is fine with me. I mean, you're getting the key number right there. I think they're going to keep this game close. It's just it's Kyle Shanahan at San Francisco is a bigger favorite, a touchdown favorite, and I think the Saints are going to keep this game close. Just like I mean, there's a couple teams in the NFC like Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. I don't know if they're going to win that game outright, but they should at least be motivated because their season's on the line. And the Saints still have a bunch of veterans on that team, a bunch of talent. So we took them, and then I actually have a prop. I'm uh, fading another tight end, a guy that we actually made a bunch of money off of uh, at MGM this weekend, and it's George Kittle. But now the receptions went from 3.5 all the way up to 4.5, and and I grabbed some under. George Kittle under 4.5 catches. He's went under five grabs in five of eight games, three of four since uh, Christian McCaffrey was acquired. So I completely agree with Benny. I'm going to play Christian McCaffrey over 34 and a half receiving yards, and I'm actually going to fade George Kittle, who I love. But this is a bad matchup going against the Saints. They've give up the they give they've given up this year the fourth fewest receptions to tight ends, and they faced obviously 11 tight ends this year. Eight of them have went under on their prop. So it's always scary fading George Kittle. We'll go under four and a half receptions over on C-Mac receiving yards. And I love the Saints, man. Hopefully they win because I could still catch that win total. I don't know. They run the table. I think they absolutely could, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I just took it at nine and a half. Uh, If you want to buy it at plus 10, minus 120, don't hate that either. Look, I love one of my favorite things in the NFL to do is that is a fade teams that are coming off like two high intensity games. And San Francisco just played two primetime games. Those are obviously games you get up for. They played the Chargers after their bye week. When McCaffrey got integrated with the system, they kind of wanted to show everything off. They needed everything it had to withstand Herbert and all the injured Charger receivers. And then last week, you know, out in Mexico City, you're playing in the elevation. You come back home the next week. It's going to be tough. And Jimmy G looked great. 
Everybody's been telling him how good they are all week. Benny's all over the Niners' future again to make uh, the Super Bowl. He's not the only one. A lot of people like San Francisco. So they're getting a lot of talk right now. But this Saints team, man, San Francisco always loses a game like this every year. And I think this could be the game. Saints are still showing fight. They still have an outside shot to win that NFC South. I like how Dalton looked. I think the defense is going to play good. Um, But this is just a fade of the 49ers. They have Miami coming up next week. It's going to be Shanahan versus McDaniel. They're looking forward to that one. You know, you can't get up every week. You're going to have to have a flat spot at some point. And I think this is that week for San Francisco. You know they got up for the Chiefs. Then they had their bye week. You know you got they got up on Sunday night football, Monday night football. They're going to have Miami next week. They're going to get up for that game. This just feels like the letdown spot against the Saints. Because of that, I, I kind of like the under 243. I think that's another good look. If the Saints are going to cover, it's probably going to have to be a low-scoring game. So that's where I would look there. But love, love the Saints, plus 9.5. And then, sir, I will give you the floor. This is uh, this is your team, the Packers, plus oh, yeah. six and a half against the Eagles this week on Sunday Night Football. First off, Ryan, obviously this game opened up at seven. Are you surprised that it's dropped to six and a half? Yeah, because we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, I think it should be eight. But the more you think about it, and I know that if you're doing power ratings, Green Bay is a terrible team. You have them rated like lower than the Lions right now. In fact, I even tweeted yesterday, the Lions are a better football team right now than the Packers. This might not be a bad matchup, though, because Green Bay, when they want to, can run the ball. The Eagles do give up, you know, some rushing yards. And the other way that you could beat the Eagles, the Eagles are what? The number one, number two pass defense in the league. But they're prone to giving up the, uh, the, the they struggle to give up the short plays. You know, the uh, they're like 27th in the league on those short passes that are going nine yards or under. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing this year. He's not really pushing the ball down the field. They don't have the weapons to do so. I uh, I can't do it with Green Bay. I don't bet against Green Bay. But also, like, how the hell are they going to stop the Eagles on the defensive side of the ball? Green Bay, because the Eagles, one of the better rushing offenses in the league. And then you have Jalen. We just saw this on Thursday night. Green Bay actually kind of shut down Derrick Henry. He didn't go off for 100 yards. They held him under 100. But Ryan Tannehill went for over 320 through the air and absolutely torched him. Now you have A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts and all those weapons. I don't think it's a very good matchup. So what I did uh, was found something to play so I could at least enjoy my night. And I got A.J. Dillon. Some of these shops around here, which we only look at BetMGM, are offering 34 and a half yards. What a crappy price. BetMGM has the best rushing yards for A.J. Dillon, 28 and a half. Ooh. That's how bad he's been this year. We've dropped to 28 and a half. The price is minus 120. He's coming off a brutal performance, but he was going against Tennessee. And then you look at like the week before that, right? So against Tennessee, just six carries, 13 yards. But before that, 13 carries for 65 against Dallas and 11 for 34 against the Lions. Now he's facing a run defense who the Eagles are probably going to be better after all those um, pickups, obviously, you know, but they've struggled, especially without Jordan Davis uh, on the field. So I like A.J. Dillon, man. I think that's only going to go up. So 28 and a half rushing yards for A.J. Dillon. The other reason I like that is Aaron Jones right now is dealing with an injury as well. So I expect Aaron Jones to play in this game, but we already know Matt LaFleur doesn't like to give him more than 14 carries. <laughs> I don't think he's getting 16, 17 carries in this game. So A.J. Dillon sheet a little bit. So that's my favorite play in the game. I like that quite a bit. I mean, we know now the the way to kind of beat the Eagles is you got to chew clock. You got to run the football. You got to keep Hurts in the offense on the sideline. They're clearly going through one of those ruts right now. They lost to Washington. They should have lost to Indy. So this is a great time for Green Bay to get them, for them to play them. So I think it's a good spot for you. Psychologically, though, Ryan, I mean, where are the Packers at, man? This is a team that's been so good in the regular season the last three years. They've won 13 games the last three seasons. 
tough after you beat the Packer or after you beat the Cowboys short week, you turn around and you lay a dud against the Titans. Now you got to go on the road and play a primetime game against Philly. Green Bay knows they have to win out if they want any chance. They got to go 10 and 7 if they want to make the playoffs. So it feels like this is Green Bay's last chance. I feel like we say that about them every week. You kind of bet them knowing that like this is their desperation game. But I kind of think it's a desperation game for Philly too because, you know, they were playing so great. They obviously were undefeated and then they lost to Washington and now they didn't look great against Indy. They got fortunate to win that game. So they're kind of working to get back to where they were. It's a tough game for me, man. I, I'm surprised this is dropped under seven. It feels like the Eagles are the right side under seven, but I, I just I don't want to touch it. And I don't really have any thoughts on that over under either. No, no. I mean, I, I feel like this is just a stay away, man. I mean, because there's people right now that are calling the Eagles frauds. I don't know that they're frauds. Everybody goes through a stretch like this. You know, I mean, every they lost a football game. We it's the overreaction though. You need something to talk about, obviously. Right. You they, you need you know uh, to make the case for somebody else in the NFC. It was the Vikings or frauds, and they had another big win last night and covered the spread. But Green Bay season on the is on the line. I think that the reason that the number goes down. I mean, we'll take a look at the health for both teams, but I think Aaron Rodgers is just getting a bunch of respect. And also, let's look at it like this. Anytime that they've been priced over a touchdown, what's happened, they've covered. So I think the market's kind of adjusting right now. Like, hey, it's Aaron Rodgers in a standalone game that everybody's going to be watching with the season on the line because they tried to make the Bills double-digit dogs, and we never see Rodgers as a double-digit dog. The Packers cover that game, granted, uh, barely. Yeah. Uh, and then the same thing against Dallas. They were... Uh, touchdown dogs or wherever they closed in that game, and they end up winning outright, and that was our favorite bet. I just, I can't do it this week. You know, I loved him against Dallas. I knew Rodgers would get up for McCarthy, but on the road, social media, the Eagles got those black jerseys that they're, or whatever the hell, those metallic jerseys or whatever they're wearing. I could see this just being an ass-kicking, or I could see a vintage Aaron Rodgers performance, because we also found out that the reason he stinks is because he's got a broken thumb on his throwing hand. So that makes me feel a little bit better about what I've seen, because I watched the All-22 in the fourth quarter against the Titans. Everybody was tweeting like, this is the worst I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers. Where the hell have these people been all season? He's been bad all year. <laughs> but the final quarter, I mean, he made some... He did. He left he some throws short. He had short. some Trubisky's, I like to call yeah, those. Yeah, Trubisky's. There were some Trubisky's flying around the place. He did have some guys short. 